Hello lovely souls. Welcome to the Two Souls One Chai podcast. With me Umair and my lovely wife Rabil. This is a podcast where we talk about living a good story. Our aim is to share personal development insights for young adults using Islamic philosophy. So what are you waiting for? Grab a cup of chai and come join our conversations every Friday. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Souls One Chai podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. <laughs> well, it's uh really nice to be back recording uh, another episode uh today um and we hope you know uh you actually listened to the podcast that came out last week and we are back to doing it uh, consistently inshallah and thank you to everyone that uh, sh- uh gave us a shout out reached out to us uh it's beautiful that you know even after taking uh, a break uh, when we are back uh, there are people that uh, were waiting to listen to us um so you know we actually were thinking uh, what exactly should be the topic for this episode itself and uh Rabil and I look at what we are doing mm-hmm. and i think there is a fundamental question that has to be answered uh, and that is basically uh, our tagline and mm-hmm. also one chai or our vision uh, that we clearly put or our mission statement is personal development for young adults using islamic philosophy and not very often we hear we hear about uh islamic philosophy mm-hmm. what we do hear about is a lot of personal development yeah. self help uh for young adults and interestingly even if you <clears throat> what's up in my voice <laughs> interestingly uh even if you know go out there and try to search for islamic philosophy uh you wouldn't really i mean if you search for philosophy you wouldn't really find much about it right yeah so i, I we felt like umair and i felt like it's very important to answer this question what exactly we mean when we say we are using islamic philosophy yep and the topic for today's podcast is islamic philosophy as a way of life so um it's a very humble effort um we are also on this journey mm-hmm. where we are discovering and implementing it in our life so while um you know preparing for this podcast um we have we structured it around questions that came to us mm-hmm. uh in our own minds and i think probably um you may be wondering as well uh, what exactly is islamic philosophy as a way of life but even before we we answer that question you you will get the answers hopefully as you listen to the whole podcast but there is a very fundamental question is how do people even start on designing their life mm-hmm. right since we're all about living a good story yeah we we basically when we were even researching for this topic we were really asking ourselves very deep questions in fact this, i even i was telling umair yesterday that this topic is quite uh, a tough one but we f- felt like it's very important because the entire foundation of our venture venture is on islamic philosophy so in, anyway yeah. let's start uh so you know if you ask people around uh, around you or even yourself uh how do how do you design mm-hmm. your life and uh 
especially with the world that we're living in and for young adults, the first thing would be I'm going with the flow. That's one method. (laughs) Yeah. And otherwise you hear you only live once. So do what your heart tells you. And people design their life around that. Mm -hmm. They they design their life around their desires. um, If if something exciting comes up, well, let's just do it. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, because we normally hear uh, stories uh, when when people are at the age of 75 and 80 and they are told to reflect back on their life and they have regrets. Oh, I wish I could have done this, I yeah. could have done that. And I think from there, it, it created this whole idea of you only live once. But we don't believe in YOLO. Mm-hmm. We believe in YODO. You only <laughs> die, die once. once. <laughs> you know? We live here and there's a hereafter as well. And, so. and, and I actually think that when you constantly think of your death, which is the only certain thing, right? The only and reality. The only reality. It actually makes you question. Uh, it makes you question whether or not you're living your life the way you want to. Like you keep imagining yourself. What if this is your last day? Exactly. Are you living it to the best of your ability? Yeah. So yeah, that is. I feel like a good way of one of the ways of living your life. Exactly. Uh, and then the you know people. Uh, there's another group of people that that live life by the cultural norms uh, or how society around them has designed it from their forefathers and then they just continue that Mm -hmm. they don't uh, really question and even in them there are people that do decide to question they are shut off Mm -hmm. Uh, you do not question something that has been running uh, in our society or our family for generations and I think if I look back it's uh, similar to when uh, Prophet Abraham, uh, if you read about Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, and his uh, stories uh, in the Quran. And um, it is basically, at, at that time, people were following the cultural norms of their forefathers and uh, expecting them to change uh, was uh, tough. a tough one. Yeah. And that is what we see in our society today. And interestingly, even our uh, Muslim, among the Muslim population, uh, we do find uh, at times culture has more uh, relevance yeah. or prominence over uh, what the dean speaks about. And then we find a third group of people. You know, we already spoken about going with the flow, mm. YOLO, uh, the cultural uh, and the so- people that follow society. The third one are thinkers, philosophy. They are people who want to search, they want to question. They use their uh, logic, their rational mind to understand the world around them. So that's philosophy. Exactly. And they design their life around these uh, value systems Mm -hmm. and they adhere to it. And then they, you know, they they pass it down. Uh, And if you actually, you know, it's very simple. Pick up your phone and if you are to Google uh, different philosophies to living you will rarely hear about islamic philosophy and even within the uh, muslim community community, today islam has merely become a religion only which is sad because it's it's meant to be a a way of life you know it's a it's a holistic um, approach to living life but sadly now it's limited to just being a religion Exactly. And 
um, you know, so you may wonder why should I adopt a philosophy? Uh, obviously, we are not in a position and neither do we want to go into a debate or a comparison on which uh, mm-hmm. philosophy you should follow because for us, if you are joining us uh, on, on this whole uh, movement that we hope to create for the young adults, it's using Islamic philosophy. And I, you know, we normally hear a lot about there is your modern uh, Western philosophy. Uh, at one point, there was the uh, Marxist philosophy, the, and then we hear about the Chinese philosophy. Um, and all philosophies do have a lot of good to take yeah. from. But why do we shy away from Islamic, Islamic philosophy? philosophy? And I think, um, Rabil, what you know, I thought just came. It's not that we shy away. I think what we spoke earlier, there is no awareness yeah. to Islamic philosophy to begin with. Like, like what we just mentioned, you know, like even when you were researching, you don't really find a lot uh, specifically on Islamic philosophy. There are obviously thought leaders and, uh, you know, thought leaders who have uh, talked about this. But it's not very easily available, that information yeah. on Islamic philosophy specifically. So, um, then, then I think, <laughs> then, uh, no, it's, it's a little yeah. interesting. Anyway, I think uh, we should continue um, explaining what exactly is Islamic philosophy. Exactly. Right? So, so if, it'll be, but, you know, hang on, if you guys think why we are laughing, we're just sitting across one another and sometimes it becomes funny uh, <laughs> that, you know, we are indulging in such a, a serious conversation, but... Uh, well, what we're trying to do different here, guys, uh, over these episodes now is uh, if you are tuning in and you're going to be investing your next 30, 40 minutes, um, obviously we want you to walk away where you have uh, discovered a new way uh, of living, of thinking, of of living. thinking questioning. Uh, we're not saying that we are 100% accurate. We are on this journey as well. We're learning and as well. We're learning. and. Maybe uh, there is something that you like that we share. You think uh, adding it to your life brings value, or at the base it actually gets you thinking. thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, you start asking the right questions. And I've always believed um, it's not about having the answers. A lot of times, is just simply starts with asking the right questions and it's seeking for the answers exactly and when you do that inshallah you will be led inshallah. to the right answers and i feel like you you can never know everything uh, that's uh, impossible yeah that yeah. is not the goal the goal is to improve and grow yourself and ask the right questions where it's you can never know everything you have to start somewhere yeah and one thing interesting about knowledge is uh, i read in a book recommended by a colleague uh, the book is uh, Algorithms We Live By, and the author states one thing. Information is something or knowledge uh, that gained. Um, if it's not continuously, um, if you don't continuously use information and knowledge, it basically erodes from our minds. Mm-hmm. So it's always an evergreen journey that we are on. You are questioning your thinking, and the more you indulge in it, um, the more your mind yeah. expounds and you know while reading this book um, I was thinking of, of maybe we should have kept this for later but naturally the, the conversation led to this <laughs> is algorithms we live by okay. yeah you were mentioning uh, Burton yes and you see again for us we uh, are trying 
or we've accepted that, you know, we want to adopt Islamic philosophy mm-hmm. in our life. So when we have adopted that, while I was reading that book, I realized one thing. That is something that Abdeen also tells us. Uh, why we are always told, read the Quran on a daily basis. Uh, people, uh, you know, they have this thing, well, I've finished the Quran and why do I need to read? Uh, oh, yes, I finished it. Uh, during the first six months of the year and I don't need to read or finish it once in my life. It's not about finishing. It's being in connection with that source of knowledge, that source of truth. Um, the more you read it, and I've heard from people uh, actually read it regularly. In fact, my, my dad uh, used to tell me, he's like, the more you read, uh, the more you come across the same verses from the Quran, your your insights to it will change, evolve. Yeah. So Not change, evolve, correct. Evolve, yeah. And I was, I was amazed that, well, that is one way of implementing Islamic philosophy. So yes, you do get, you gain knowledge, the ilm, uh, but then again, you use religion. Mm-hmm. But again, let's come back to the question. Uh, that is, <laughs> what is Islamic philosophy? So, like we mentioned earlier, right? Philosophy itself means to look around you, look at the reality around you, question things and use your rational mind to understand the world around you. But if you bring in Islam to that uh, picture, then it becomes, uh, well, I think it's better to share with you guys a definition that we read. Uh, It's basically from Iqbal, Lama Iqbal. Yes. Uh, Because uh, when we were researching about this, we were looking at a few books, we were uh, reading a few articles and this definition came up when I was reading Thoughts of Iqbal. Yeah. And uh, the definition is basically, what he goes on to do is to tell us the difference first, which is the difference between philosophy and religion. And what he mentioned is that philosophy investigates into the reality. And on the other hand, the essence of religion is faith in the unknown and the unseen. Okay. And when you combine both of that, that is Islamic philosophy. And so basically the meaning of the term Islamic philosophy is the act of interpreting the Quranic revelations according to the established principles of philosophy. It is, it is Iqbal's claim that the source of his entire philosophical thought is the Quran. Beautiful. So, so that was like, I felt like the best way to define and summarize Islamic philosophy. It's to basically bring in logic and the divine revelations and then lead your life by not just learning about it, but like Omer said, implementing it. And this is something Omer always uh, reminds me to do as well, that don't just read and read and read, but implement that as well in your life. And I think that is Islamic philosophy, which is to, you know, uh, to basically seek knowledge and then apply it in your life. Yeah, I think that is a very beautiful definition. And I think uh, for, for people that are keen on Islamic philosophy, um, there, there, are, there are a couple of modern uh, Islamic scholars that have really indulged their literature in them. And I think two of them that we very clearly uh, read on a regular basis. One is uh, Ilama Iqbal mm-hmm. uh, and... There's a book that's sitting right on our table right now in our office is Thoughts on Iqbal. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful book. Uh, we are still uh, reading it. Uh, and the other one is um, 
Sayyid Abu Ala Madudi, or otherwise uh, very commonly known in the Indian subcontinent as Mulana Madudi. So, uh, also, the, these are only uh, two modern Islamic philosophers, uh, and I think the literature is out there. We all can easy read. Easy to understand. Easy to understand, and there are a lot of, uh, I believe, a lot of other brilliant scholars mm-hmm. as well uh, that you should read. And I think one thing about knowledge is, at least for me, uh, what I tend to do is there are certain um, scholars or, or leaders of uh, what we call uh, thought leaders, right, mm-hmm. that I follow. Uh, I, I will read and I will uh, um, accept a lot of their thoughts. Mm-hmm. But then again, there are people that do give certain thoughts that may uh, I may disagree, but I still read because yeah. the idea is knowledge, you get the knowledge and then you use your intellect um, to actually break it down and see whether it's suitable. So I think when it comes to someone that has put in the effort to churn up knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, don't disregard them. You may disagree with them. I think it, it's always good to have a healthy uh, debate on knowledge. Mm-hmm. But to disregard, because I've seen, unfortunately, people disregard and insult people blatantly. Yeah. Uh, that shouldn't be a way of a person who's a thinker. Mm-hmm. You can disagree on a knowledge basis. Agree to disagree. Exactly. And I think uh, generally when it comes to gaining knowledge, the number one thing you should do is to gain knowledge with an open mind and an open heart. And also even our dean teaches us to critically think. You know, when you're, you're gaining knowledge... We always do this thing that we try to take the good and leave the bad. But do at least give it a chance, you know, to uh, learn about different and new things that that are beyond what you already know. Exactly. And like I think you mentioned earlier, we will never know everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, so just, just, just to simplify what is Islamic philosophy. Islamic philosophy is bringing in the deen and... At the same time, the knowledge, um, the intellect mm-hmm. uh, to form a way of life. So, but then while we were trying to answer this question uh, as preparing for the podcast, uh, there was a question that, that came. People may ask. Uh, Why is it even important, you know, to embark on a personal growth journey? How does it even impact uh, human development overall. Right. And that's one of the questions we were asking ourselves. And uh, one of the things that we felt is if we, and especially targeted to young adults, if young adults don't focus on their personal growth on a very early stage, they do not have the awareness that they will have to embark on this lifelong journey of personal growth, um, we will not see uh, the growth of the humankind uh, over centuries mm-hmm. and years and so forth. Uh, because when you start on this journey early, you invest in yourself. Eventually, there comes a point where you know you are seen as a thought leader. You have earned that respect, that knowledge. And great people always end up bringing great changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to be very clear, we are saying that uh, you may or may not turn out to be the next Lama Iqbal. You may or may not turn out to be the next uh, Malcolm X or Nelson Mandela. 
but just as simple as that social uh, circle that you have around mm. yourself maybe you can influence that you yeah. can change uh, change always uh, sprouts from very small beginnings and even if you can't change the world if you can change yourself that is the first step exactly i mean at the end yeah. uh, if you look at it you know you know you only die <laughs> once by the time you reach uh, the end of your journey mm. um, where you started off from from the point where you gained awareness to where you are and you have seen the change i think yourself on a very personal individual level uh, your changes would have brought um, a positive the, impact a positive impact because as long as you changed for the good I'm sure automatically uh, that would affect the people around yeah, you. Definitely. And um, so since we're talking about it, I think we should also talk about what does our dean say about personal growth. Right. And I think the, one of the main things that we should remember is that uh, we are all representatives of Allah in this on this earth. We are basically ambassadors. Exactly. Of the so that is why it's all the more important to continuously improve ourselves and grow ourselves so that uh, how do i say it so that we represent our deen so it's not just through our words or through the knowledge we put out there but how we are how we act everything how, how we that. behave the that we, that should represent our uh, deen you know the way we walk everything. talk eat sleep i mean they say right action talks louder than words yeah so it's everything not just the things you say but even how you behave and how how you deal with people how you deal with problems all of that is actually our responsibility of representing our deen representing allah on this earth uh very beautifully said basically our personality uh should encompass all of that right mm-hmm. yep well yeah and other than that i also think it's it's very important to uh grow ourselves because once we start to understand ourselves once we start to build our awareness only then we will truly understand why we were created and what's our specific purpose here on earth overall our purpose is to be representatives of our deen of allah but our unique uh, how can we uniquely contribute to that we will only understand that when we grow ourselves I think what you just mentioned could be a podcast episode on its own. In fact, know? we do have a podcast that talks about I, how to I, find your purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that is a key and you know all of that actually uh you know we, we become aware that we are representatives of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. We uh understand that we need to gain the knowledge uh but at the end at the end of the day it's not just this life. It, we develop ourselves keeping the afterlife in our mind yeah. because uh for a young adult a muslim young adult uh they need to be aware that there is the afterlife the hereafter everything that is being done here will be measured and evaluated how we do in the final test and um that is why it's very keen from our journey here on earth mm-hmm. uh to the point we transcend over to the afterlife the, the afterlife it's seamless yep and you know since we're talking about young adults then uh which is which was a core of this uh, topic uh 
Islamic philosophy as a way of life, then a lot of people may wonder how can Islamic philosophy become a, a part of my life, especially as a young adult's yes. life. And I think this question honestly got Rabil and I thinking for a long time. Yeah. Um, we were thinking about it because we have been reading a lot uh, on our individual capacities together we discuss. But to actually to pen down that thoughts or to type it out, it really made us think what exactly is, yeah. is all of that. And we had, we had to ask a lot of hard questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, uh, like I was just telling Rapid last evening. Uh, so, um, last evening when we actually thought of recording this episode was, uh, we were discussing and I told her, you know, 90% of the effort it's basically in, in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to be very sharp on that. The recording on a podcast, putting on a mic, it doesn't take that long. It's just the 10% of the work. Uh, but what really we try to answer, and we are still, I would say it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, if we were to simply spell it out to someone, uh, it's based on the very few, the first few verses that were revealed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, which stated in the authentic hadith is, Recite in the name of your Lord, who created created man from a clot. Recite and your Lord is most generous, who thought by the pen, thought man what he did not know. It's from Surah Al-Alaq, uh, chapter 96, verse 1 to 5. And when we read this couple of verses, mm-hmm. we really, I think, went into a lot of thinking. And I feel like this beautifully helps us out as well. This particular verse is basically the answer to this big question, what is Islamic philosophy, right? Yeah. And yesterday when we were reading this verse again, Umar actually made me think, I mean, he, he in fact questioned me, don't you think that this is quite similar to what Iqbal uh, said how Iqbal defined it and made us realize that perhaps his definition was also inspired from this verse. And because he clearly states that uh, his philosophy, his is, philosophy from the Quran. is from the Quran. And, and, yeah. and you know, if you actually break this uh, verses down, the very first thing, the very first verse is recite in the name of your Lord who created. And that is basically Allah declaring to us that you know, he's instructing to us, sorry, that declare faith in him, which is basically the unseen Iqbal was talking about, right? And then he goes on, Allah goes on to say that um, he brought us, uh, he basically created us, uh, he created us through a clot, an embryo, right? Why is he mentioning that natural phenomena? It's to basically kind of like push us to look around us, to understand the natural phenomena, to use our rational mind, which is basically philosophy. Then again, then again, the the verses continues by saying that, again, declare the attributes of Allah, that he is the most generous, which is also, which is basically the religious part, right? And then he says that, you know, he taught us by the pen and taught men that which he did not know which is to say that he has given us the ability to learn and gain knowledge. So if you think about it, if you think about it more deeply, more intently, then Islam is actually both a religion and a philosophy in itself. 
And so that is why, to sum it all up, it's a way of life. Exactly. Uh, we we hope that you know uh, what we just shared uh, does help because we are still um, learning, learning, and and you know we we do ask our Lord uh, f- to forgive us if there are mistakes in mm-hmm. our understanding. Um, but from what we see, there's that learning, thinking, uh, and then at the same time observing what your Lord um, has, created. has created. You become in awe of Him. Uh, as you become in awe of Him and you observe His creation, um, He has given us that intellect. We, we dive deeper into everything and we analyze so it's about, you know, I, I, I do not know how to put it in better words mm-hmm. uh, because this concept itself is, I think it's very heavy. Yeah. It's on a very high level, but we are trying to break it down into uh, small things, you know. And, and to sum up is basically let's pull in our deen mm-hmm. uh, from the Quran, from the Hadith, and at the same time, let's look at the knowledge that is around us, the ilm, because religion, Islam, is not about just uh, fulfilling your duties or praying five times, zakat, hajj, and so forth. It's you take the Quran, the Hadith, and the ilm that's available on, on this world. And you shape them, your life around yes, that. Yes, you shape your life around that. And your core is driven by the commandments of your Rabb mm-hmm. and uh, the teachings of your Prophet, peace be upon him. I think that will, will shape up. Because a lot of people do question then is... Uh, Islam uh, does not know why in the Quran or, or or the Hadith is mentioned how to build a space shuttle. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's not mentioned there, but it has taught men to think, to observe, and then at the same time, that ilm, that knowledge, that mind, that heart that has been given is from that one rub. And we bring in that knowledge and we bring in that divine revelation Put them together. I'm sure we can make a space. We made space shuttles that are successfully went uh, to outer space. Uh, I don't know if, if this made sense to you, but um, just very raw thoughts. And you know, when we were designing our mentorship programs, uh, which uh, you you want to share what are the three mentorship programs? Just a quick recap. Well, uh, so the uh, the three main mentorship programs are basically the first one being building self awareness. Uh, we did go in-depth in the previous podcast. The second one is um, career guidance. And then the third one is managing relationships. Right. But I think the main thing we want to mention in, in this podcast regarding the mentorship is that what basically uh, sets us apart is that we want to bring in Islamic philosophy in our program. You know, the way we uh, plan it, the way we execute it, will have Islamic philosophy as its foundation, basically. Yeah. And when I say that, what I mean to say is that we're not just focusing on helping you improve human-to-human relationships. We want to help you improve your relationship with your creator, with your with Allah, and also the relationships around you so that you can have a good life here and perhaps, inshallah, in the afterlife. So that is what our mentorships are going to be revolving around. Yeah, and in fact, uh, you could revisit the blog post that came out earlier this week on the importance of uh, having mentors. mentors. As Uh, young adults. As young adults. You know, just to give you a quick example just before we uh, wrap this up, up (laughs) is 
let's say one of the topics we have managing relationships mm-hmm. um, or oh, that is a mentorship program I think that is uh, a lot closer to Rabil uh, <laughs> Rabil is very invested in that uh, but if, if I look at that our deen our religion uh, the the sacred text that we have the Quran we have the authentic hadith does uh, state out clearly uh, the relationships that uh, that are around us and how we should fulfill them and then at the same time there is the ilm the knowledge around us there are amazing people uh, that have written uh, texts and one of the books uh, that I always quote is how to win friends and influence people and if you go back to one of our initial YouTube mm-hmm. videos was sharing about our favorite books and I believe I shared about yeah, uh, the book didn't. so I take in the knowledge from there and then I, I uh, let's say if, if I have a piece of paper if I have two pieces of paper on one I'll write what the dean tells me to do and then uh, because this author has invested a lot of time uh, and done uh, good research I write them and then I connect the dots and then if I see anything that uh, goes against the core value of my religion I don't disregard it immediately I think a little more and then um, I try to understand why it goes against because for me I think for all of us is we have a rational mind and thinking mind we need to be very confident on why our dean tells us or why uh, the dean rejects that notion once we answer that we become very confident in that Islamic mm-hmm. philosophy we are shaping for ourselves uh, like I sh- shared earlier part uh, of the podcast when I read uh, the book uh, Algorithms We Live By I'm still reading it uh, and it clearly said knowledge information you got to keep in tech with it you got to continuously use it our dean also tells us yeah. that uh, why we ordain five uh, prayers a day it is a habit why you should read the Quran daily because you gain more knowledge if you don't do it you be, you forget it yeah. and that is what that author also states and then That's uh, right. and then the author also states how you could do it and then you basically mix that up and you design that philosophy mm-hmm. you see this whole thing there is you can it keeps expanding as your knowledge increases and inshallah what we plan to do with our mentorship with the tools uh uh, that we have and in fact I think the coming uh, week we're going to talk a little on the tools and something exciting coming up for you guys but the baseline is everything that we do uh, needs to be a way of life uh, in accordance with what Dean have said and that is what Islamic philosophy is and I hope uh, we try to make uh, I, and I, I hope we try to explain it in as simple way as possible to make it like more digestible for young adults, I hope we <laughs> succeeded in that. Hey, well, let uh, us know. I mean, give us your feedback. Yeah, uh, and then you know, th- this is also one of the reasons why we are doing uh, three mentorship programs only to begin with. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of other. We initially, I think, we had six or seven when we started off, but we discarded them uh, because I think uh, our knowledge uh, on them uh, still needs to be worked upon, mm-hmm. because it's around Islamic philosophy. As we research, because each program is designed around Islamic philosophy and it takes a lot of time to yeah. design it. And, and these three are where we actually got a clarity. So, uh, well, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Um, and, you know, uh, feel free to engage with us. We are always available, uh, available more than happy. Uh, as for the mentorship, uh, you head to twosoulswanchai.com backslash mentorship. 
uh, we are offering uh, the first 30 minutes it's free let's chit chat and see how we can get Work you started together. on the journey uh, your personal growth journey uh, and well guys you know that is about it from us for this episode and I'm like stretching <laughs> yes Ravel is like, well, we, uh, I was like this was quite a heavy podcast yes about stretch curly Anyway. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned to the last part of the podcast where we share how you can connect with us. And till then, guys, stay safe and laughs. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Two Souls, One Chai podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow and subscribe to us. And if you found something of value, do share it on your social media platform and tag us. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Moreover, we would like to thank Anchor, which allows us to create these amazing episodes and bring it to you all. And if you have any questions or thoughts, hit us up on hello at twosoulsonechai.com and don't forget to follow our website for more content each week. Till then, take care. And, and Allah, Allah Hafiz. Hafiz.